The Money Show. Small business. Pavlo Fatidis from Auric Business Accelerator. Who should lead business growth and why? Explain the context of the question before we get to the meat and potatoes of the question itself, please, Pavlo. So, Bruce, um, well, certainly not government from what I've just heard <laughs> and listened to. <laughs> no, okay, all jokes aside, it, it's I've had a fascinating and exceptionally busy last couple of days um, in Durban, in Cape Town, I met with 172 established companies who collectively are all responsible for around 10 billion rands worth of revenue um, in our economy. And um, the audience was split. 83% uh, opted to grow and dominate. In other words, they want to put down the hammer and give it a good tonk because they see really good opportunities despite all the malaise we experience in our economy day in and day out. And 17% of them wanted to grow and exit. Um, And what makes sense about that is that the 17% that I looked at and that we engaged with are individuals who are moving towards their mid-late 60s. So the timing is right for them to uh, get to the next stage of their careers, Um, and enjoy the fruits of their labor. And it was really interesting because, of course, we spoke about growth and we spoke about growth extensively. And the question always is, what should the growth be in any business? And there were four scenarios put forward. It's it's so interesting. So I mean, what, 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 what should the growth be? And you go, well, you want the growth to be as quick and as you know, sustainable as possible. The trouble is growth, not all growth is equal and some growth can be devastating and some growth can actually be downright damaging to the structure and the and the way in which your business works. And you've got to have a very clear idea as to what you can manage from a growth perspective and what is sustainable for you. You know, not all growth is good. Yeah, completely. You know, it's. Uh, I mean, there are a couple of factors. Firstly, b- businesses grow through a life cycle, you know, much like a human body grows. Um, if you are five years old and you suddenly want to be 21 years old, normally it's when you're about 10 years old, you want to be 21 years old. Well, you can want to be 21 years old, but you don't have the musculoskeletal structure to support the ability of a 21-year-old body. You've got to mature through that. Um, But the big issue really then came around, well, what could that growth rate be if we were to grow? And Bruce, there are a couple of factors over here. In many ways, firstly, let's agree this. You don't have a choice but to grow. Well, you do. If you choose not to grow, you're going to depreciate everything you've worked so hard to earn at the moment. Correct. But if you want to sustain your growth, well, what should that growth rate be? And quite a bit of discussion emerged around it because... We've now got inflation running, is it 7.1% that was mentioned? Correct. Inflation, official yeah. inflation number yesterday, 7.1%. Unless you eat, travel, um, have electricity, <laughs> a, a mortgage, then your real cost of living is probably around 15% higher. But in the way in which the, the CPI oh, is word. calculated, it's it's 7.1. Yes. Okay, we run with 7.1. So we need to go at a minimum of 7.1. But then here's the thing, and this is the problem with South African businesses. The mindset, certainly, of this crowd that I engaged with are some of the toughest, most resilient mindsets that I experience. And I have the privilege and the benefit of doing 
a lot of work abroad and I compare constantly South African entrepreneurs and business owners in the mid-tier, the established business owners who have built businesses from the ground up to those in the US, to those in the UK, to those in Northern Europe, those main environments. And my argument always to these individuals is don't underestimate yourself. When you're looking at sustaining your business and when you're looking at maintaining your wealth in effect in the business you have built today by sustaining it, be bold and ambitious and measure yourself internationally. So we take our, ins uh, our inflation rate of 7.1%. Then we need to add the depreciation of our currency. And if we expect that to be, it's a 5% or 10%, whatever the case may be, very hard to calculate because there's so much sentiment in our currency. Add that to the inflation. Let's put it at around 15%. And then the final thing you need to do to maintain and sustain your business is add what you think the industry growth rate is going to be. It might be 1%, it might be 2%. Our country is purportedly going to grow at 0.7%. So let's treble that up. Let's make it 2 2.5%. And where does that leave us, Bruce? It leaves us just under 18 19%, somewhere around there. That's quite a demanding growth rate, right? Oh, Pablo. And uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Uh, uh, stop, 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 uh, Pablo! Suddenly, you sounded as um, your your signal was deteriorating slowly, slowly, and then suddenly, um, and then Pablo sounded like he had got into the bath and was speaking to us from underwater. Um, I don't know whether it's clarified at all, Pablo. No, it hasn't. So I'm guessing that there's frenetic activity behind the scenes as we strive to get hold of Pavlo once again, because it is absolutely pointless having a lovely conversation with Pavlo that you cannot hear. That's not a conversation. Then it's a monologue. Now we're phoning Pavlo, because these digital platforms, as wonderful as they are, as we regularly discuss around this time, regularly on The Money Show, um, it is that uh, the deterioration in signal quality, as I suppose people get home and they start streaming um, their movies and they start doing all of that sort of stuff. Until so, that sort of thing happens. Um, here we are, Pablo. We're with you. And you were, you were making so many wonderful salient points and I invite you to pick them up again. I'm not Bruce. And I'm so disappointed because I had this entire conversation by myself, evidently. <laughs> no, not entire conversation. Just up until the point you broke up like that. Okay, so we were talking about sustaining the value of yes. what you've worked so hard to, to build. And what we said is we're going to add inflation, 7%. We're going we got to, to 18%. We, we, got to, we, we got to 18% requirement. That's where we got to. Wonderful. Okay, so that's where we are. And it's a hard call. It's a tough call. It means that you need to grow your business more or less at 18% per annum to simply hold and secure what you've really worked so hard to hold and secure. Now, if you want to grow, you're going to add another 2% to that at least. So let's say you need to grow at around 20-odd percent. If you want to dominate, you want to add another 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 percent. It starts moving us towards around 27, 30 percent per annum. If you want to exit, what you grow then needs to change equally. You're not going to grow at those rates, but what you definitely want to do, Bruce, is grow before you exit but grow not only your revenue, but your profitability as well. So when we start debating growth and who should lead it and how it should be led, 
you need to make a call. Are you looking to sustain? Are you looking to simply grow? Do you want to dominate the space you're in? Or are you looking to exit? Four different approaches for four different timings in the life of any business owner. All right. I mean, we 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 have we don't have hours, unfortunately. Um, again, if you want to sustain, if you want to grow, you want to dominate, you want to exit. You've got, I suppose, different strategies for each one of those in terms of the way in which you need to be thinking about a growth path for your business. Yeah, very much so. You know, so there are a couple of options. A lot of people think that if you have a sales force out there, the sales force will grow the business. And really what I have seen extensively right across the board is that increasingly more and more and more sales teams or sales forces perform the function of picking up the phone when it rings or responding to emails with a view to take orders and deliver the service behind the order. Mm-hmm. If you want to grow, you need to build a business development team. A business development team are effectively hunters who need to go out there They need to invest in establishing new links and new relationships and new conversations to the extent that you've got a really good sense of what your business is about. You're going to empower that team to be able to deliver new growth. It's one way of doing it, but again, it needs to be led and it needs to be given direction and it needs to be managed and controlled. It's a strategic process. It's not It's not a random process. It is a mm-hmm. deeply thoughtful and strategic process, and it's a deliberate series of actions that need to be taken in order to ensure that you maximize opportunities because you don't want to blow this process because it's blooming expensive to do, and you've made to make sure that it delivers results. Completely. You, you know, there was another approach that was put forward so many times, and it was almost like a plea, but hang on, hang on, people said... What if I have a brilliant service? What, I, what if I have an exceptional product? And in many ways, you know, we hope that with all the energy and effort and all the love and passion we put into how we craft the service we offer our customers or sourcing the product or building the product or designing the product and packaging it, we hope that that, the attributes of that product or service will lead to growth in that you sell it to one customer, they look at it and think, wow, I need to tell the world about this. It just simply doesn't happen anymore. So an outbound sales team, yes, you need it, but it needs to be led. Relying on a product or service, its features and benefits, yes, you need it, but it doesn't always work. Other options that were debated and discussed is, well, I'm gonna find a partner in a new territory Why are you going to find a partner? Well, that partner will understand the environment of the new territory. You know, we want to go into the the Irish market and we need someone in Ireland because Irish culture is different to South African culture. And we're going to rely on someone who's local, who understands the tone, the tempo. Yes, it all helps. It all matters. But it's not enough. You need to be leading that growth. Absolutely. Um, And... Kind of think well, I'm, and this is where we go back to many of the lessons that you've taught us in the past, Pablo. It's about being in, uh, and you know, being being on the business, not in the business. What was it? Uh, you know, overseeing the business, overseeing growth, not being operational, but being strategic and guiding and leading and ensuring that the people who are delivering growth are doing it in the way in which you have sort of instructed and guided them and taught them how to do it. Because obviously, you're pretty good at what you do, 
because you've created this entity and you shouldn't be doing the growth. You should be leading and guiding it. Completely. And you know, you know where this was best, where it best came out? And, and I've, got, I've got three insights around this that I think are invaluable. So what's happening extensively in the United Kingdom at the moment is that the U.S. The U.S. Embassy is actively seeking really special businesses in the world of AI, in the world of fintech, insurtech, in all these very, very smartly built platforms. And what they're looking for is the intellectual property, the skills, the capability, the mindsets of the business owners driving those companies and they're coercing them, and they're tempting them, and they're cajoling them. They are, they are persuading them to come into the United States, where there's a very, very aggressive capital market. There's an enormous market in its own right, and it's significantly less red tape regulated. And through that, I attended one of these events, and I heard this individual who, was, who leads this initiative turn around and say, in response to what works and what doesn't when you move from the UK to the US, and he said, those that rely on an American partner, as opposed to they themselves, as the business owners, stepping into the territory, often fail. The next best insight, Bruce, came from G.T. Ferreira. Ah. And 11 years ago, he said to me, as one of the three co-founders of First Rand, he says, if you're looking to get into new markets abroad, who do you send? I said, who do we send, GT? He says, you send who we send. When we play rugby abroad, we send the Springboks. The Springboks are the best that we have right across the board. If you're taking a business abroad and you're breaching new markets, the founder, the owner, the leader of the business has to lead it. It doesn't work any other way. And so far, he's been absolutely right. Pavlo Fertitis, Auric Business Accelerator. Deep insight tonight on who is responsible and how to drive growth in your business.